Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime. Currently featuring Steven Universe, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and beginning this Saturday, Samurai Jack. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Good lord, what is this voice you're putting on? I'm doing this voice because today we're taking your feedback on Tiger Philanthropist. And I'll never get to be a real wrestling commentator, so I wanted to do this tonight. I guess you got your wish then. (laughs) Alright, so now that that can be crossed off my bucket list, uh, yes, we are here today talking all feedback for Tiger Philanthropist. I have a feeling this will be less feedback and more Justin's wrestling hour. Um, Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, what what are we get? What is Dylan gonna do to stop me? You know, he gave me this episode <laughs> to do as I wish with. He said on the regular review that this would be the Justin episode, basically, and Aww, he's right. That's nice. Well, he said like Justin will have a lot to say about the wrestling, so stay tuned for that. And here it is, folks: the long-awaited feedback. You can listen to the original episode review, this feedback, and all of our shows at OverlyAnimated.com or by searching Overly Animated on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, including Stitcher. Yeah, Stitcher. Good old Stitcher. So, Michelle... <laughs> it's not even bef- old. It's like a new thing. Isn't Shush. It? Shush. <laughs> so, before we dive into the episode itself, I want your your response, Michelle. What did you think of Tiger Philanthropist? Uh, I'm so happy we finally went back to the wrestling arena. I've missed Purple Puma, honestly. Um, and we both, we both seem to really like Tiger Millionaire as an episode, so I'm glad we got to see more of that, even though it's been, like, three seasons since, like, we've heard anything. Apparently, they're still wrestling on a, like, semi-regular schedule, which is cool. Um, I, I like this episode more than the past, like, four episodes we've had, so... I don't know. I guess in comparison to those, this one just feels really, really nice. I loved all the stuff with Amethyst. And, like, also, like, we haven't really had an Amethyst episode in forever, so it was really nice to have one with her, just her and Steven. And also just, like, seeing Lars again in this context was really amusing because he still, like, doesn't understand that Steven is Tiger Millionaire and even Sadie, like, comments on it. And he, he just doesn't get it, and that's always great. I, so I really I, liked it, yeah. I do love the the running gag of Lars not getting it. Some like, people, not as much a fan. It's him, right? No, it's totally him. Yeah. I, um, knows what's up. I almost feel like that's a reference. Uh, there was a character, there was a time in like the 80s, 90s, something like that, where Hulk Hogan, who many people have heard of, and, you know, he's turned out to be a horrible person, but back in the day when we didn't know he was a horrible person, uh, <laughs> he was storyline fired by Vince McMahon, and then next week... A guy with the exact same build and music oh, and everything man. of Hulk Hogan, but wearing a mask and named Mr. America showed up. What? And everyone, and Vince is like, that's Hulk Hogan! And they never proved it was Hulk Hogan, but it was obviously Hulk Hogan. And I feel like it might be a reference to that kind of thing of like wrestlers showing up in another costume and they never acknowledge they're the same person. Yeah, maybe. Either that's that or the classic like, Superman doesn't wear glasses. Clark Kent does. They can't be the same person. <laughs> so I enjoy it, but some people don't. But my, my thoughts on the episode, as a wrestling nerd, I right. love this episode. <laughs> like, I've been waiting to see this for a long, long time. I've been very hype. And I predicted successfully kind of what this would be about. Oh, because, um, okay. 
the moment we first saw Tiger Millionaire, to me at least, he gave off a very much a, um, oh, Ted DiBiase Sr. vibe, the million dollar man. Makes it like a bit of a manager, like Paulie Dangerous-esque character, but very much, I'm just, if you're not <laughs> a wrestling nerd, so much nerd, wrestling I'm sorry. going on right now, I'm like, wow, okay. So there was, a, there was a character in the 80s named Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. His gimmick okay. was he was rich, and he had money, and he wanted you to know that. And he would like beat people and then like shove a hundred dollar bill in their throat like oh that that's actually kind of cool yeah I'd yeah that. um he retired he is now a pastor and a missionary in real life what like complete oh, wow. like 180 from his character so when i heard about the episode of the title i was like okay steven was ted dibiase he's gonna have a face turn in wrestling people mm-hmm. uh face means good guy heel means bad guy that's important to know for the rest of this podcast so I figured Steven would have a face turn, and I was I was correct about my guess. So I feel very accomplished. It is where I accurately predict episodes. They planted the seeds, and you were there to watch the flower grow, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Good job, though, Justin. These are things I would not have noticed, so. This is why we keep me around on the podcast, yes. for the obscure references. <laughs> yes. So... I really enjoyed the episode, and this is going to be kind of a crude comparison, but it felt really interesting to me that, like, last week we got a whole big thing about um, allyship and how not to be an ally, and it's like they were calling out fake allies, mm-hmm. while this week's episode was, like, calling out the wrestling fandom, and on, <laughs> I'm not comparing the two, like, fake allyship is a much bigger issue than yeah. smart Alex wrestling fans on the internet, but I just found it so funny that we went from that to this, like, back-to-back Mm-hmm. And because like you can't kind of compare Lars and Ronaldo a bit in this, not quite as extreme, but I found it very funny that we got these two messages in a row. It's like, are these really? Do these deserve the same amount of airtime? But mm, I mean, I would say yes because not everything needs to. It's a balance, you know. Some topics are going to be like more critical than others, but it is. But uh, my girlfriend and I were joking, like, equally important, because she and I both watch wrestling some. I'm more into it than she is. We both mm-hmm. watched Steven, and so we were very hyped for this. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely was good. I wanted more specific wrestling references, but I liked the ones we got. I thought it was a very well-put-together episode. Um, definitely a labor of love. And, yeah, just I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I will say my favorite part of the episode, Wolf of Wall Street. That was just... Oh, yeah. That had me in stitches. What did you enjoy the puns? Um, I mean, I guess as much as the average person who doesn't make a lot of puns can, I I enjoyed the puns neutrally, maybe slightly positive. What did you think of the wrestling move names that they gave to Tiger Philanthropist? I didn't actually even remember them that much. Do you remember them? I'm guessing I googled you them. did. The yeah. small okay. business loan elbow. Oh, wow. The That's really Terrible Takedown Nation. Oh, There was a, there was okay. a couple of good ones. Uh, it was it was very interesting. And also, I think Sharkomania might be my favorite wrestler of all time now. That's actually, yeah. That was pretty cool. I loved it. Was, it was very much stereotypical 80s wrestling at its finest, with a little bit of an indie scene thrown in, some ECW. I'm so sorry, fans who don't know wrestling. I, yeah. This is going to be a rough episode for you. <laughs> but um, let's get right into the feedback. As you all know, the order I emphasize my feedback, emails come first, then comments on uh, the really animated page, and then comments on the YouTube. 
So let's start with the uh, the feedback that I got via email. Again, whenever you want to do feedback, if Dylan says I'm doing the feedback show, let me know. I'll get to it. First priority. So the one email we got this week, Michelle, comes from <laughs> our good friend John, patron Garfield. Oh, Garfield, yes. One of our favorites. He has been writing in quite a bit. And he's a wrestling fan, so this one's for you, Garfield. Oh, nice. Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, Dylan is correct about the slow sh- show slipping a bit in Season 4. There hasn't really been the kind of rhythm that there was in Season 2 to 3 from a plot standpoint. And there are no holy freaking Toledo episodes like Ocean Jam, Lion 3, or Earthlings mm. that left us either teary-eyed or in frenzied theory mode. Some good one-offs like Know Your Fusion, Mindful Education, and Last One Out of Beach City, but otherwise little to write home about. Also... Wrestling-related question for Justin. Who in the hmm. real world would be Purple Puma and Tiger Millionaire's toughest opponents, and why? We oh. will have a uh, we'll have a special segment later that I've run by Michelle called What If They Were Wrestlers that we will explore later on in this episode. And that will <laughs> Keeping the it nice you, and vague. Good job, Justin. It will be a very fun segment. Um, yeah, you, Some of y'all might hate it. If you enjoy our Fantasy Survivor episodes, you will enjoy this because it's the same level of why but it's quite enjoyable i hope i hope you have fun with it so let's talk legitimate show stuff first michelle okay. what do you think about the pacing of the season about the pacing of the season i mean oh man um i guess it's um i'm so sorry i'm like kind of sick so like my head's a little loopy um i apologize listeners um i i would agree that it's it's a little slow and we haven't been getting a lot of like plot heavy stuff especially not since our mini arc to the zoo but like i don't know i feel like i'm still i'm still holding it to see like where the rest of the second half of the season goes before i have too much judgment um, we could look back and it could have been a kind of weird season. It's also season four though. I like, I don't feel like worried that the show is like going into a decline right now. Like, yeah. I think there, there's going to be plenty more seasons to contextualize well, whatever the season ends up looking like in retrospect. So Rebecca Sugar has said she wants to stop at five. She, what? However, at five for sure. However, when did she say that? I, I don't have a reference on this, but here's the other thing that I don't know. I don't know if she meant full, like, 26 episodes, or 52, like I, we got I, with season one, or I think she meant, she like, the 26. I think I, I think she means 26. I honestly don't know. I don't know where that's from. I just, I don't know when we're ending. But some people are saying, well, if season five is the last and this is the penultimate season, we need to step it up. But it seems they're playing the long game. It really does. I mean, what does stepping it up mean, having more plot-related episodes than, like chill episodes because i don't think that's what it takes to make the show better yeah i don't know i mean what does that mean you guys to have it to step it up like have raise the stakes continually i'm like really curious about that season five thing because that seems really i don't know i i guess i always assumed even if creators like had like an intention when they wanted to end the show they were always like pretty flexible to like how it was doing and if it's doing really well that they'd keep it on like longer and adjust like certain things they want to touch on so i I know they have an end plan though yeah yeah she said from the beginning she has an end plan but it seemed like she was pretty open to like how it gets there and how quickly 
So I'm like really curious if somebody has like a link to like something where she like confirmed that it was five seasons. I'd love to see it because that I don't know. That feels surprising to me. So I was feeling really out of context is like what is season four because it's yeah. so hard to keep track of the seasons with um the way uh, they aired season three. Even and then yeah, it's like it kind of still runs together in my mind a little. So for context, season four was Kindergarten Kid, Know Your Fusion. Buddy's Book, Mindful Education, Zoltron, uh, Last One Out of Beach City, Onion Gang, Gem Harvest, Three Gems and a Baby, the whole mini arc, and then what we've been getting recently. So, New Crystal Gem, Storm in the Room, Rock Naldo, wow. and Philanthropist. So, looking at that, it's kind of a really it's different. light season. Yeah, it feels, it definitely feels different. I mean, when you mean light, what do you mean light on? Like, well, plot? Like, look back at season three. Mm-hmm. Season three, we got the uh the uh, bah, 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 cluster stuff right off the bat. Yeah, we got, got cluster stuff. We have the cluster stuff. We had lapis and peridot showing up, mm-hmm. or we had lapis rather, kind of showing up, doing all the lapis stuff. We had hit the diamond with the rubies coming in. Yeah. We had um, Mr. Greg, had, all that stuff. We then we Jasper stuff. We had centipedal come back. The Jasper oh, yeah. art. Mm-hmm. We had bismuth. We had um. To the back to the moon and stuff. Like season okay. three was pretty heavy. Like there were definitely some lighter episodes in season three. Um, Gem Greg the babysitter comes to mind. Uh, Kiki's yeah. pizza delivery service. We had like a mm-hmm. week of really light stuff. But four in general has been pretty light, as far as like big plot moments. There's been some good yeah. substance though. Like yeah, mindful I guess education. That's true. In comparison, I mean. <sighs> however, however. However, we assuming this is going to be a 26 episode season like the last couple of ones were, mm-hmm. then we only have about seven episodes left. The Whoa, next, yeah. is that for real? OK, I'm starting to understand people's anxiety a little more. Like now. Season four is starting to really <laughs> shape I could be up. Like, oh, weird. we have more left. Like maybe it'll make. OK, like all right. We, seven's not that much. That's true. So but we do have the next two episode titles. Uh, Airy Mars 10th and March 23rd. Plug your ears, kids. I think there might be something in the 16th. I don't know what's up with Wikipedia's schedule. Plug yours if you don't want to know the next episodes. The next two episode titles are Room for Ruby and Lion 4 Alternate Ending. Oh my god, we're getting another Lion episode? So, Lion <gasps> 4, theoretically, yeah. could just, you know, blow everything out of the water and we're just done for months. Like we Yeah, don't maybe we're gonna more. get, like, Pink Diamond stuff. Like, who knows? Like, that's that's what's... That to me is kind of our hope, and then also Room for Ruby seems like it could be. It seems like it could be plot heavy. However, we thought Hit the Diamond was going to be plot heavy. <laughs> yeah. We thought Last One Out of Beach City was going to yeah. be plot heavy. It could just be the Rubies in space getting up to shenanigans, but not actually doing anything with the plot. But I mean, either is possible. We. It will be interesting to say the very least. Are there so, episode descriptions yet, or is that too far there away? Is, there's a description for Room for Ruby. All it says is, Steven's gem family continues to grow. Oh my god! <gasps> They're gonna adopt them? Oh, that's exciting. Maybe not all of them. Maybe just one or two or four. I doubt Eyeball's joining. Hmm. But so, we do have that on the horizon, but based on what we've gotten so far, outside of the zoo arc... It's been really quiet. Like, there's yeah. been developments, but they've been subtle. 
But like maybe maybe that's so intentional though. I think it is. Like, maybe like it's important that it's so quiet right now. Maybe like they have to build something up and it takes like a lot of time. Like quiet is they, probably going to be insane. Hmm? Like because oh, it's only renewed yeah. through season five right now. Okay. I have a feeling season five is just going to you know be the season where it's like okay we're moving on now because like this has been a really heavy towny season. Yeah. It, so you're how- thinking maybe like to balance it out, next season's gonna be more like homeworld stuff. Right. Or just like stuff. Hmm. Well, maybe, yeah. It seems like they've been trying to it, it does seem like we've hit a pattern now of light and heavy. First half of season one was very light. That was about twenty six <laughs> episodes, ending with Mirror Gem Ocean Gem. Then back half was heavier. We had Lion Three, oh, we had Paradox yeah. showing up, we had yeah. Um, on the run. Technically, um, I forgot. Uh, yeah, we had I a lot. Even, Rose's scabbard is in that part. Oh, yeah. That all was in the, the final up, week leading up to Jailbreak. I remember that. All the way up to uh, <sighs> Jailbreak. Mm-hmm. And then season two, yeah, we get the Paradot arc, but apart from that, it's not super heavy. I mean, yeah, there's we get inter- the We get, like, the... We get, like, sworn to the sword and, like, f- the friendship arc. Yeah, we do get a couple of good though. episodes. We do get the friendship arc. But not as heavy as, like... Actually, it- it's a lighter season, relatively speaking. Yeah, that was kind of the paradox season, I guess, in a lot of ways. Only the back little bit of it. Yeah, but in retrospect. And then you have season three, which is, like... Everything. Yes. <laughs> It's like it's, it was like the season where everyone was like, "What is going on?" They're like, "Oh, here's like a lot of answers. Like, here you go, finally." And then four seems kind of lighter, so it seems like the next season would be heavier to balance out. It seems yeah. kind of like that's the pattern they're going with, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a lighter, lighter season, heavier season, lighter season, heavier season, because even the lighter seasons we're getting good episodes, mm-hmm. like we're getting good plot episodes, even. Yeah. But it's like, I like that they're going, we talk about this thing called like the spectrum of um episodic and serial in media criticism. Uh-huh. And the lighter seasons tend more towards episodic with hints of serial in them and like ah. the little mini arcs. Mm-hmm. And then the heavier seasons still have an episodic nature because there's some like just filler, but they have more arcs, more carryover, like more connectivity. Mm-hmm. And so I like that kind of balance of never going all the way filler, all the way serial, just balancing kind of at 25 and 75%. I like that. I think that's a fair balance for the show. Because it ultimately it pops out to about 50-50. Yeah, and I mean, if it was like really staggered, so like obviously like – like two like light episodes, one heavy episode. Like that wouldn't be fun. Like I think part of the fun is sort of the inconsistency. We don't really know what's gonna be light or heavy at this point. So I like honestly, I don't know. Right now I'm not that worried, but right. we'll see. It's like the same reason a lot of people don't like Total Drama action. It's too predictable. Of no elimination, <laughs> elimination, no elimination, about. elimination. Like you, you've okay. seen it just in the first half of the season. Yes. Where it's like, oh, this is a reward episode. Ugh. Like, that's why in later seasons, they kind of, they don't tell, they don't set a formula like that. Because they like the unexpectedness. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Garfield, for that wonderful question. That yeah, we thanks, have... Garfield. We spent a lot of time. That was, well, that was a good seasons. thing. That was a good, yeah. that was a good uh, question. 
So we will get back to the wrestling later, I promise. Um, moving on, we have our website stuff. Uh, I can't remember what Alex did to you last week, Michelle, but she literally, what? uh, Alex literally wrote in, um, their <laughs> comment. What? Sorry, Michelle, about last week. Please forgive me. I, what happened? I don't know. Maybe. I think, oh, because I didn't... think you were, uh, other people. Justin and oh, others. Oh, well, thanks for, <laughs> you don't need to apologize, but that's very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, so I said this is a very interesting episode for me. Like you guys, I have no connection to the wrestling. By, uh, by you guys, Alex means Dylan, Sam, and <laughs> Michelle. Yeah. Um, yes. I was nerding everywhere. I was literally at a debate tournament and I left. Aww. I was like, I told my team, y'all go do whatever. I'm going to watch Steven Universe. That's so commitment. That was that was fun. Um, yeah. However, in terms of character development, I enjoyed the feeling of closing the door on the South Worth arcs for Steve yes! and Amethyst. That's a good point. You guys touched on Amethyst no longer feeling the need to prove herself, but Stephen also went through this, still needing to please mm-hmm. everyone at the beginning, but by the end feeling confident to just do what felt right. Uh, this closes the anxiety Stephen has been feeling about taking leadership from season three, even through Storm in the Room. All in all, I found this episode quite comforting to watch, even if not all the jokes landed. If you're a wrestling fan, yes, they did. Just pointing that out <laughs> as a wrestling fan. Uh, as for the direction of the show, I also found it funny that some people uh, on Reddit or r slash Steven Universe on Reddit were pointing to a parallel between Lars Ronaldo and the fandom. In Rock Ronaldo, he was essentially telling Steven how to do his own job, and Steven got annoyed with it, but was cult- able to cultivate trust by Ronaldo for his judgment. And as for Lars, he was unhappy with the direction Tiger's character took, but when Steven asked what he was expecting, he was unsure. Steven did his de- best to please, but in the end did what made him happy, not his audience. Which, I think that's oh, a really good... Oh, man, Reddit. Wow. Okay. It, no, it... yeah. It, I, okay. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> I just think it's really funny. But yeah, no. That's, that's definitely one way to read it. That's uh, an odd meta-commentary of sorts that one could have... One could extract from this stretch of episodes, particularly if you take into account that 9 to 12 months ago, i.e. when they begin storyboarding, the cluster arc had just aired and people were annoyed how quick that was tied up after being hyped so much. <laughs> so maybe this is just yeah. a signal to us that the guru will not bow to public opinion and will just take whatever yeah. direction they feel is right, like Steven did in this episode. Frankly, That's they've done enough. Feel, yeah. Frankly, they've done enough for me to forgive this recent lull and trust in whatever they decide to do with the show. And I'm still excited for an upcoming Ruby Lion episode pair. <laughs> I agree with Alex. Rock on. I, I, Alex gets so many brownie points this podcast. Everything they've said is just, I agree with completely. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like until we see the season as a whole, like, I don't think we should be, like, complaining too much or being, like, too worried about, like, where it's going. I think just try to enjoy for what it is for now. Yeah, I, I'm i trying to just enjoy it like on an episode-by-episode episode basis instead of like, but the season analysis and the meta, and I'm trying to just enjoy each episode as we get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm if we were like halfway through episodes. season five and we were still like this, I guess, like I might be a little more concerned, but even then, like, if this is the story they want to tell, like... It's their story. I, I'm, yeah, it's their story. We're just tuning in, so I, I trust them also. So, uh, next we have Frequent Commenter Steve, which is also his patron name, Frequent Commenter Steve. Uh, I agree with you guys, Lars was right, this is the sequel no one asked for. I did. 
uh, <laughs> I was Amethyst. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I have to. a bone to pick with you, Steve. I'm sorry. I love you, but I have a bone <laughs> to pick with you, and you'll see why. Uh, he said, I am with Amethyst. I'm ready to move on. I thought we moved on from this long ago. I personally have wanted this for a long time, Steve. I'm sorry. I love this. Um, nothing happened in this episode that couldn't happen off screen or in the comics. I actually do agree. I would have liked this in the comics too. It would have been good. There's actually a good wrestling comic now, so I think now's a great time to do it. Because wrestling comics used to suck, and now there's a good one, so. No idea just, those existed. Because <laughs> the they used to try there. to, like, come up with these fictional plots, like, The Undertaker's an actual wrestler. wizard! And now they're like, okay. Wow. Let's take, reg- let's take, like, the storylines from the episodes and translate them to comic form. And it's honestly really good. It, it's honestly much, much better. Because they already have storylines. They don't need to fictionalize the fictional storylines. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Um, well, in the going back to Steve's comment. Well, in the end, Tiger and Puma did the right thing and did the job. And that is what you are supposed to do when you have the titles and retire or leave the promotion. You go out on your back. This is me jumping in now. You're always supposed <laughs> to. You're supposed to let the newer guy come in, take the belt, go out fighting. Uh, the episode was okay. The one thing that really bothered me was Lars did not know who Steven is. I'm not a fan <laughs> of secret identity tropes. Yeah. And this is this is why I'm mad at you, Steve. Because you said, and I quote, And who thinks it is a good idea for their date to be a wrestling show? Yeah, it's fun, but not very romantic. Oh. So let me tell you something, Justin Steve. Justin in his boot. <laughs> let me tell you something, Steve. Yeah, I can see the I tried to get my girlfriend now. into wrestling, and she was not a super big fan at first. <laughs> Then, then, we went to a Comic-Con uh, for my birthday. She sat through a couple of uh, Q&A panels. Uh, God bless her soul. She had no That's clue who Dean speech. Ambrose was. Um, she fell in love with Becky Lynch, though. And then, that night, I took her to her first wrestling show. Well, she took me, rather, as a birthday present. Surprised. Uh, we went to see the pay-per-view backlash. Uh, we watched together, live, as AJ Styles won his first WWE championship. That got her into wrestling. That Aww. was one of the best dates we've ever had. So, <laughs> screw you, Steve. Uh, oh, no, no, no. A lot, it, it is a good idea for a date to be a wrestling show. <laughs> I think the real lesson of this is different strokes for different folks. Just just let people live their lives, man. That too. I love you, Steve. We all love you. I learned like, so much about your life slowly over this <laughs> I read my girlfriend that comment and she burst out laughing. Oh. So you, you at least made her smile, so good job, Steve. Yeah. And that's the rest of the, the big things of the uh, comments. So, Michelle, any, any thoughts before we move on? There's not really any... Uh, there, there's one YouTube comment to discuss. So, any... Yeah, I'm good. We can move on. <laughs> we can move on. Mm-hmm. You have no uh, input? Uh, uh, well, okay. I think because one of the things Steve said was that he thought this would work better as a comic, right? Yeah. I I would disagree that this this was and this is kind of what Alex was saying too. Like, I think this is this does a good job of closing off Amethyst like insecurity and inadequacy arc because like for her and like I I don't know like what Dylan and Sam talked about for the episode, but like it's pretty clear that like. From the beginning, like, wrestling for her was a way to, like, have an outlet where she felt, like, good about herself and what she did, even if it was under, like, a different alternative persona. But now that she is so comfortable in her own skin and feels, like, so good about herself with the Crystal Gem, she really doesn't need that anymore. And that, 
that's like I'm glad that that's being acknowledged. Like that's I'm glad that it's not just like something we're supposed to take into account in the background that's never like clearly stated. I'm glad she takes time to actually be like, eh. I mean, I used to, but like I don't feel like bad anymore. So like I don't really need that, you know. Like I'm glad that we got that kind of like time to actually like address it. So. For the sake of that, I think the entire episode is completely relevant to exist. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, moving on, we have our YouTube comments. Uh, as always, you can listen to our episodes on YouTube and comment. I try to get to as many of those as I can. We only have two comments, so this will be easy. First, we have Fans vs. Film. Uh, I don't know if on the other podcast they talked about board game based movies but apparently clue is a great movie um oh actually yeah it is a good movie you should watch it maybe they mentioned the episode line for alternate ending and sam brought up clue because of alternate ending because that seems like a very sam thing to do (laughs) um but yeah i agree i like clue it's a good movie i like the psych parody even better but yeah um the uh, they also said agree it was kind of another nothing episode with an even more minor problem to resolve. Oh, Amethyst quits. I, Steven I gets know. sad, then she comes back. That is I don't pretty... know about nothing. I, I liked it a I lot. Liked it. I I felt like there were substantial things in that episode. This is what gets me. Also thought Smoky Quartz was going to show up. So disappointed when she didn't. Thought that could have been an interesting solution. <laughs> yeah, actually. Did you I was see wondering... the um? Did you see the image of Smoky with the lion, no- the tiger nose on? No. There was an image I saw <laughs> with Smokey wearing the tiger nose, and everyone got hype. Whoa, somebody somebody made some good fan art and got some people excited. That's what that let sounds me, let like. Let me see if I can find that and show you, because I okay, swear I, I saw this. Okay, I want to see how legit it looks. I always, I love fake screen caps so much. I know, I saw this. I love people flipping out about things that aren't real. And I love it when it's, like, so close to the show style that, like, you're kind of not even completely sure if it's fake or not, but your intuition tells you it is. It's like the funnest way to kill time. See, now I can't even find it. Oh, so ooh, maybe just... they took it down now that the episode is out and they knew that people would be mad. I, I don't know, but yeah, now I'm not seeing it, which makes me sad because it was cool. Um, Yeah, it, it was cool, though, so I'm sad now. <laughs> it's okay. We still got to talk about wrestling, Justin. Oh, it's we're getting there. Bad. We're getting there. We're not, yeah. we're not done yet. Um. Let's see, what else? Uh, not sure if Lars complaining was in reference to the Steven Universe fan or wrestling marks. If the latter, then it could so be problematic. People are touching up on this. Yeah, this is really funny. Uh, I said, if it's the latter, it could be problematic, considering it's a very real struggle with fans investing time and money, hoping for a result of the creative <laughs> team ignoring them in most cases. Oh, so, man. here's my thing. Guys. Here's my thing. Um, With wrestling fans, yes. Sometimes wrestling fans can be really, really horrible people. Like... Chanting CM Punk. Okay, that that's a whole separate. The thing is, sometimes wrestling fans can be horrible people, but we okay. deserve better than what we got last night. Michelle, just let me put this in perspective for you. Wait, wait, you got last night an actual wrestling? Yes. Okay. So let me put this in perspective for you. Oh man. Uh, spoiler okay. alert for Fastlane if you haven't seen it. Goldberg was a wrestler Goldberg. in the late '90s, early 2000s. He okay. leaves in like '04 or something. Okay. He's been gone he's for 13 old, years. Old or like he wants to have a new life. Why do he leave? He's older. Raise a kid. You know, have a family. Okay. So hadn't been wrestling. Gets on this insane workout routine to start coming back. Comes oh, back cool. in November. Has a match against Brock Lesnar. A big rematch. Should have been a great match. 
The match lasts one minute, 26 seconds. Who won? This was back in November. It lasted a grand total of a minute and a half. Then uh, he was in the Royal Rumble for like two seconds. Not a single match, like a thirty big, it's like a big thirty man match doesn't really count. <laughs> seconds. And then, uh, no, thirty man match, not thirty second match. That's just like everyone basically oh, is in one okay. match. Doesn't really count as like a solo match. So then, all of a sudden, for no reason, they give him a match for what is supposed to be one of the biggest titles in the company. Oh. Yeah, and everyone's like, okay, I get Goldberg strong, and he was big like ten years ago, but why? He then proceeds to win the belt in a 22-second match. Wow, so a that's man, impressive, right? Uh, it was utter garbage. Wait, why? Because, basically, why? the champion was like, I'm not going to start the match, I'm not going to start the match. Wait, and then not? his he's like, because he's a cowardly heel, he's scared. And then his okay. old tag partner comes out on the ramp, and the champ's like, what are you doing here? And while he's distracted, the bell rings to start the match, Goldberg hits one move and pins him, and that's it. Oh, so it's just unsatisfying. It was unsatisfying. I see. And they threw matches that weren't scheduled and were really lame in the middle of the show. So (laughs) people who were smart about timing were like, it's going to be a short finish. It's going to be a short match. So we were already not excited. And then it was a garbage match because what they've been trying to build is like, because they only introduced the title in August. It's a new belt. The Mm -hmm. first guy that won it got injured the day he won it and had to retire or not retire, but he had to vacate the belt. So he held the belt for one night. The guy who just lost it last night is the only other person to hold it. So the Maybe three the people to hold the three people to hold the belt. One guy got injured the night he won it. One guy is Kevin oh, Owens. Oh, it's cursed. I was right. This and is now, my and now the third guy <laughs> has wrestled a grand total of two minutes in the last ten years, this and they decided he should be the top feel. champion. Yeah. So wrestling fans, at times, we are right to be mad. We are not happy about this result for good reason justin can i ask you something is is wrestling even like real though so here's the or thing. is it all rigged it feels it's, like it's all rigged. it's all predetermined but here's the thing there's a great short film you need to watch called wrestling isn't wrestling it's basically drunk history but about wrestling okay. and basically <laughs> it's fiction it's a show about a wrestling show is basically what you're watching and so the thing is it is rigged. It is predetermined. So we should not get lame 22-second matches. Because it's not like boxing or UFC where it's like, you never know what's going to happen. There could be a knockout in eight seconds. You never know. No, we can script that we don't get lame stuff like that happening. We can write better. We can make sure that it's all good because we can write it better than real life. But we're not. Maybe We're do you lame should, stuff like that. Maybe you should be in charge of wrestling logistics instead of writing things in Justin. Maybe that's your real calling. Actually, before I started working with Overly Animated, I was a blogger for a wrestling website. Okay. So now you're seeing how this all connects. Yeah. Yes. Should we move on, though? I feel um, like we spent too much time on this. We're going to move on, but... um. Uh, to finish up, fans versus film. There's a big comment. I'm only really parts of it. Uh, like the Young Buck style t- uh, super kick at the end, which I'll mention that in a second. I agree. That was totally a super kick. I called my girlfriend, screamed super kick, and hung up the phone. Like it was that good. Did you actually? Yes. <laughs> yes. And she understood the reference. It's literally a super kick, but they cross their legs instead of kicking straight forward. 
the That's starstruck cool. lover thing at the end with the oh yeah I was the good looking guys good looking like, gang what? whatever mm-hmm. that is literally just a super kick but across each other instead of straightforward so oh, that was cool. okay i actually like the cross better like that's cool like young bucks start doing that i said and i will be waiting patiently for this line is pink diamond nonsense to be debunked down the line amen <laughs> same and same. and giovanni orlana in my humble opinion this was the kind of this was kind of a decent sequel to tiger millionaire and not yeah, needed in the grand scheme seriously. of things Mm-hmm. My big problem is Lars. Steven should just give him up like Onion. Is this the first episode of the show Amethyst but not Garnet and Pearl? I think <gasps> yes. Wow, yeah. That's true. Unless maybe Beta. No. Mm, no. I think they were there at the beginning. Wait. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, no, wait. Maybe actually... um. Earthlings didn't have Pearl and Garnet. So either way, possibly not the first, but definitely one of them. Yeah. So, that is all the feedback. Do you know what time it is, Michelle? It's 3.38. No, it's 38.40. Oh. (laughs) I'm I'm still a little loopy because I'm sick. What time is it just? It is time for a brand new segment on the Overly Animated Podcast. What if they were wrestlers? So... Overwhelmed with joy right in, now. In this in this segment, I will be walking you through what I think would happen if Purple Puma and Tiger Millionaire existed in the real world of wrestling. Okay. Well, I mean, Steven has superpowers. You would be such a everyone would lose to him. If John <laughs> Cena can lose, so can Steven. <laughs> so we start with Beach City Underground Wrestling, right? That's okay. where they that's where they started. Mm-hmm. They held the tag belts for if we're going by Showtime about three years. They are a, that's huge. Like most yeah, people never hold that long. They were the top people, it seems, in that company. It's rare for the tag champs to be the top team and both retire like this from the company. So here's how I envision it. Their time at BCUW is done. They get called up to WWE where they get sent to the developmental roster of NXT. Uh-huh. On NXT, they learn how to fight with the big dogs. They stay as a tag team, of course. Down on NXT, I was conv- I was confused as to who they would fight because you already have big wrestlers like the Office of Pain. So instead, they'll be taking on the crazy cult-like team of Sanity, because Sanity's whole thing is like they want to brainwash people to be like, "You need to join us. You're strong. Join Sanity." What? Amethyst doesn't like being messed with in that regard. Like Amethyst is a strong, independent Puma. So Amethyst will constantly be like, "I'll never join you." And Steven will be like, what Amethyst said? And I think they'd have a very good feud for a while. And after a while, they'd move up to the main roster. And then I had to decide, Michelle, would they go to SmackDown or Raw? And I decided Raw. You want to know why, Michelle? Sure. On Raw, you have a tag team made up of Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy, also known as Big Cass. They're a couple of good old uh, good old New Yorkers. They're, they're classic New York boys <laughs> to the end. How you doing? Enzo, short little man, tiny little guy, always on the microphone, always talking. And he got big cast. He's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. What so, are the words coming out of your mouth right now? What is this? So, oh my god! One night, while Enzo and Big Cast are ripping a promo, and Enzo is talking about how no one in the locker room can beat them, you hear the music kicking. This is and now like, comes Purple this is Puma. Like, 
oral fan fiction happening right here. This is what this is. So out comes Purple Puma, <laughs> and then with a microphone, Tiger Millionaire back in his heel persona, ready to go. And he comes out, whoa, 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 whoa. If you think there's no one that can face you, then you clearly have never fought Purple Puma. And so you've got Steven, who's good on the mic. Steven's more of like yeah. the, the mic person. Mm-hmm. And Steven's about Enzo Mori's height. They're both tiny little people. So you got Steven and you got Enzo facing a heel, going at each other, fighting, talking, battle of words. And Purple Puma's about big cast size, right? So you got the two big men fighting out, and you got the two little guys, you know, with the verbal throwdown and the uh, and some fighting, not as much because they're weaker. But Steven's improved, I'll admit. And Enzo doesn't get injured every match now, so he's improved as well. So they have a feud for a few months. They go back and forth, winning match after match against each other. Until eventually, Purple Puma, Tiger Millionaire, win one last decisive match over Enzo and Big Cass. And they set their eyes on the Tag Team Championship. Ooh. You know, they've done it before. They've been tag champs in, in Beach City. A Beach City, though, like, that's not really a contest. No, it's comparatively. not. No, it's not at all. But they, they want the big belts. So, at, at this point in time, I'd say that Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows will probably lost the title. I want something interesting to happen. So let's say that the New Day has won their titles back. To give you some context, Michelle, the New Day is a team that should not exist, really. They don't should make sense. They should not exist? They don't make they, sense? They walk around with unicorn horns, and they... <gasps> They created a cereal called Bootios. They make sure My that you ain't booty. My favorite team ever! They actually have created their own real-life cereal that you can buy now in stores. Is it really called that? Bootios. They make sure you ain't booty. It's literally Lucky Charms. It's Ooh. amazing. It's very good cereal. Yeah, Promise. marshmallows. That sounds good. Yeah, it's yummy. The New Day is all about the power of positivity and, and clapping and, and playing the trombone. So really? they'll try to get under Purple Puma's skin, and Purple Puma will just start throwing them around. And eventually, finally, Purple Puma will beat them. But not in a normal match, mind you. No, no, no. Not in a ladder match, as is Purple Puma's specialty, because they always seem to do ladder matches in Beach City. No, no. It'll be in a steel cage match. Because Purple Puma will pick up Steven, or Tiger Millionaire, and just throw him out of the cage. And if you escape the cage, you win. Oh, really? So they'll just pick up... Tiger Millionaire just throw him out into the crowd. So if you're like really like non-bulky, could you just like slip through the bars and declare yourself the winner? No, it's like the the cage is like it's got like steel chip. It's like think like a uh, like a like a chain link fence. Okay, how do you get out of the cage then? You gotta climb it. You gotta climb over the top. Oh, okay. So I'll just pick up (laughs) Tiger Millionaire, just throw him over the top, just throw him out. And then they will hold the belts all the way until the biggest event of the year, WrestleMania, where they will drop them to none other than the team of Rock of Ronaldo with his snake person Ew, persona. No, the Loch Ness Blockster, absolutely not. I demand that that not happen, Justin. I kid, please. I kid. It'll be the hashtag DIY because Tommaso Ciampa deserves it, and that's and that's how it would go. So, to answer your question, Garfield, Enzo and Big Cass would be their biggest rivals. This concludes the first ever segment of What If They Were Wrestlers, and probably the last, because Dylan's going to kill me for that. I feel like my soul left my body for ten minutes while that was happening. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that brings us, I think, to the end of this feedback. Michelle is dead. I killed Michelle by accident. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little hard to remember what exactly just happened. <laughs> Michelle is still questioning her sanity and her existence. Um, but yeah, that covers everything we needed to cover in this uh, feedback. So thank you so much to everyone for listening. Uh, yeah, if you like what you heard, you can follow us on, like I said, iTunes, Stitcher, any of those. Leave us reviews. We love iTunes reviews. If you want, you can support us financially by going to patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Uh, thank you so much to all of our patrons, but especially our current patron of the podcast, Davon, a.k.a. Diamond Day. Woo! Woo. Hey, coming up, coming up, we've got more Stephen and feedback stuff. We're going to be doing some roundtables soon. We are, for, for real. Uh, for star roundtables, right? We're starting those up? Oh, yeah. And this weekend begins Samurai Jack. Jack is back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Michelle, you're, you haven't seen all of the original, right? No, actually. I haven't Have seen you? all of the original either. It oh, seems man. it's like a limited event series, so hopefully it won't be like super intensive of like requiring past knowledge for a show that's been off the air for like 15 we, years. We can always skim it. Too. We can like go through that wiki episode descriptions. You, you if don't we need really to. Literally, to. all you need to know is Jack is trapped. He needs to get back to his time and defeat the evil dragon Aku. What do you mean back to his time? Is he in like a different dimension or no, like he, a different time period? Aku like sends him to all these different times, like time periods, oh. and like maybe dimensions. Point okay. is, he's like a mix of samurai and the Doctor from Doctor Who, and you get Samurai Jack basically. It's like every episode is in like a different time and space place, and he's got to get back and fight Aku. So, Did he never good. do that in the original series? He never finished off Aku, no. Oh, okay. So that that's seems to be... It seems they were bringing this back so he could finally beat Aku. Like, that that's a, be the that's a good reason. The fans must be so stoked for that, then. At long last. It only took 15 years. And the uh, the original show was TVY7. This one is TV14V. Oh, So, okay. you know... The fans who watched it as like a kid are now adults and like we can handle a little bit of blood. Come on, Gendy, let's do it. So it's gonna it's gonna be a rougher show. I'm excited. I'm very excited for this. Me it'll, too. it'll be one of the uh I guess that's something like what our third adult swim show we cover? No, second, because Archer's second. on FX. Yeah. FXX? One of those. But Rick and Morty and now Samurai Jack. Oh my gosh. Samurai Jack's <laughs> an adult swim show now. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's awesome. Like that's really cool. So we will see you, I guess, this weekend then uh, for Samurai Jack and Steven and all that jazz. Thank you so much, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.